Are you ready to be stirred and receive an impartation of faith to move forward into all that God has purposed for your life? Welcome to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. I am your host, Elaine Haynes. I will be sharing what the Lord has given me through the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the Logos and Rhema words of God. Welcome to the Stirring of the Waters. I'm your host, Elaine Haynes, and today is episode 29, Three Tables Are Set. Recently, as I was worshiping the Lord, I became very alert to the reality of His being in our midst always, no matter what the circumstances are or how dark it may seem. I went into a vision where I could see I was in a very deep valley. It was nighttime, and the valley was surrounded by tall mountains. On the top of each, I could see the outlines of men, and instinctively, I knew that they were the enemy. Then, the next scene, I was above all of it, and I saw that I was actually seated at a table that was covered in a cloud of golden glory. It was glowing, it was luminous, and very, very vibrant in the midst of the darkness. And as I peered into the glory, I saw this table was furnished with a lush and extravagant setting of the finest quality and filled with an abundance of delights. And I heard by the Spirit the table was set. As I sought the Lord and examined the scriptures, I realized that this is a word with application on many levels. It's personal, with internal and external ramifications. It's also corporate as well as dealing with things happening on a national and international level in the world. So there's actually, the Holy Spirit revealed to me, there's three tables that he wanted me to take note of, and each one has to do with enemies. So the first table is the table that's prepared for us, that's to be partaken of in the presence of our enemies as we recognize and trust in the Lord. That's from Psalms 23. Then there's number two, the table that is ours by covenant. It speaks to our new identity, and that's, from the king's table that's given to Mephibosheth in 2 Samuel chapters 4 and 9. And the third table that he showed me is the table that's prepared to bring about the demise of God's enemies. And this is from Esther, verse 4, 14, and chapters 5 through 7. So table 1, the table prepared in the presence of our enemies, as we know and trust in the Lord, recognizing his identity. So there's three things with these three tables he wants us to recognize. And the first one is to recognize his identity. So Psalm 23, 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. So there is a table that is set before us. It's lavish, it's full of everything that we need to partake of to be victorious, to be satisfied, to be overflowing with the anointing. There's dark days ahead, but there's also days full of all in glory. And our belief and trust in the Lord will determine our perception and our experience. The Holy Spirit revealed the order that brought David to this revelation of the table prepared for him. So in verses 1 through 4, we can read that David declares his faith in the Lord as he recounts multiple aspects of the Lord's divinity as he testifies of him. So in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That speaks of Jesus being the great shepherd of the sheep. As such, he's the provider 
of everything that we need. We will have no lack. In fact, we will not just have no lack. We'll have no want. We won't even want anything because he provides everything. So verse 2, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me besides the still waters. This indicates he's sovereign. He's the one leading. He makes us to lie down in green pastures, that place of rest, that place of, of um, pasture where we can feed without fear. Still waters, they're not turmoil, not tumultuous waters, but they're still, they're quiet. We can even see his reflection in those waters. Both of these indicate not just his sovereignty, but his goodness. Verse 3, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He is the restorer of our souls. Every place of wounding, he will restore and make whole. He leads us in paths of righteousness the right way for his name's sake. Indicates we're his. We're called by his name. He is our shield. He's our banner. He's our defense. For he himself is our righteousness. So you see, David is leading up in Revelation. He's declaring these things. Then verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He is ever present in the midst of evil. We have to keep that in the forefront of our mind in these days to come. I can't say this enough. Even in the shadow of death, where we're surrounded by darkness, we're unable to see the way out. Where fear tries to rule and reign over our hearts. He is always with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. He has all authority and power, and he is with us. He is the Most High God. His rod and staff, they comfort us. What does that mean? The rod speaks of his authority over all that's created. His, the staff actually means support, a walking stick. We can lean on him when we're weary and heavy laden. And then verse 5, which is the key verse for this table. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. He prepares a table of blessing before us, in the midst of, even surrounded by our enemies. For our enemies are his enemies, and they cannot touch us, for there's a greater glory that encompasses us. Even as the Lord was the cloud by day and the fire by night, so we are covered and protected by the cloud of the presence of his glory as we abide with and in him. In that place, he anoints us with oil that breaks every yoke of bondage. Shepherds anoint the sheep's head with oil to keep the flies from them. Because the, the, the sheep, the, the flies try to go up in their nose and it drives them crazy, even to the point where they will bang their heads until they are committing, not realizing it's suicide, but they die. So every irritating, this is what, what this oil does for us. It stops the, the flies, the irritations from sticking Every irritating distraction is repelled by that anointing of the Lord. And when we maintain that anointing of the Lord, when we keep our lamps full of the oil of the Holy Spirit, those distractions and irritations cannot take hold. There is a cup of overflowing that will never run dry from this place of knowing and trusting in the Lord. And the end of that psalm, verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What an incredible promise. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, and you will dwell in the house of the Lord 
forever. So what is what do we do here? We recognize who he is. We acknowledge who he is. We thank him and we trust him as he leads us. No matter what it looks like in the natural, he's with you. He is leading you. He is sovereign over you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Trust him. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. If you stay in darkness and fear, you will not see, even though it is right there in front of you. That provision is at hand. So table two, the king's table, which is available through our covenant. This is when we recognize our new identity. So again, the first table is recognizing his identity, who he is. Now it's recognizing who we are in him. If you are born again, you're a new creature and you have the rights to partake of heavenly and natural blessings in this life. So in 2 Samuel chapters 4 through 9, we learn about Mephibosheth. David had a covenant with King Saul's son, Jonathan, and Mephibosheth was Jonathan's son. So after David became king, Saul and Jonathan were both deceased. David asked, Is there yet any left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? That's 2 Samuel 9 and 1. Mephibosheth was the only one left, and he was living a beggar's life because he was lame in both feet. So he couldn't work. He lived in Lodabar, which means no pasture. This was a dry place with no life. That contrasts with the, what the pasture is that we read in the 23rd Psalm. David brought Mephibosheth into his household. He would eat at the king's table all the days of his life. Everything that was taken, that was one, the lands that were one time Saul's and then became by inheritance Mephibosheth's were restored to him. The name Mephibosheth actually means shattering shame. The Lord wants you to understand who he has created you to be. Through his covenant, you have a covenant with the king through Jesus Christ. And through that covenant and walking in the new life he gives you, shame is shattered. In Isaiah 54, 4 through 5, Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. And then in the New Testament, Romans 10, 9 through 11, that if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. In this table, that shame shall be shattered. It's time to realize that you who were once dead are now alive unto God, restored to the blessings of the covenant given by God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We were as Mephibosheth, crippled, by sin, yet now we are joint heirs with Christ. There is a place prepared for you by Jesus, he tells us in John 14 too, a place of many mansions. That root of that word mansion actually means dwelling place. He has prepared a dwelling place for you. You are his dwelling place through the Holy Spirit, and he is your dwelling place. We are one with him through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, one with the Father, one with the Son, all that has been prepared for you to walk in, ordained even before the world, is available to you. The table of destiny is set for you, a child of the king. Kingdom rights and privileges are yours. 
through Christ. You are redeemed. The old is dead and buried. You are seated in the heavenlies with Christ. See yourself in this place and live from this place in the natural with faith, with hope, and with expectation. All you have need of shall be provided. In Mark 9, 23, Jesus says, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. In Mark eleven twenty four, he says, Therefore I say unto you, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And then Luke 12, 31 to 32, he says, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So table three, the table is set for the enemy's demise. Divine strategies and dauntless endeavors for dramatic turnarounds. This is recognizing your place of authority. So the first table, again, is recognizing his identity, God's identity. The second one is recognizing your identity, and now it's recognizing your authority. And in Esther 4.14, this was spoken to Esther, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. There's a table that is already set for the enemy. God set up Esther to receive the scepter of favor from the king and turn the tables on Haman's plans for destruction of God's people. The trap he set for God's people became the trap of his own demise. Esther had to know the king. She had to know her new identity as the queen, and she had to know her authority as God brought her to the kingdom for such a time as this. You have to know the king. You have to know your new identity as the son or daughter of the king. And you have to know your authority as God has brought you to the kingdom for such a time as this. We have been given authority and favor. We have access to the throne of grace. We have the ear of the king. Jesus said, if we ask anything in his name, it shall be done. We've been given the keys to the kingdom, the authority to bind and loose. God is raising up those who are dauntless, fearless, resolute, bold, courageous, full of faith. Those who know the king, know their identity, and are willing to walk in and use their God-given authority. It is time to ascend in the heavenlies and receive divine strategies, then return to the earth with decrees and demonstrations. Esther received a divine strategy on how to set that table for Haman. God wants to give us divine strategies and have us return and give our decrees and demonstrations that he gives us. We have seen the beginning of the turnarounds. There's, a, there's many turnarounds that are coming, and there's an ultimate turnaround. We've seen the beginning, and many more are at hand. And the Lord is sending laborers into the fields for their white for harvest, because people's eyes are opening. The angels are moving mightily, beginning the separation of the wheat and the tares. The enemy has overplayed his hand in arrogance and pride, just as Haman did. Justice is coming forth for those on the Lord's side. There will be an opening of eyes at the exposure of lies, and the table is set for the enemy's demise. Move forward in faith. Recognize God is with you. He is the king. He is the Lord of all. He is sovereign. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He, you have his favor. 
know your identity and move in his authority. It is time to speak forward what he gives you to speak and to do what he gives you to do. In Jesus' name, be bold, be courageous, and move forward. Amen. See you next time. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ElaineHaines.com. That's A-L-A-N-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com for books, blogs, and spiritual growth. You can follow me on Facebook and subscribe at cpnshows.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. See you next week for the next episode.